Hey, welcome back to Figuring Out the 40s with Shannon. Welcome to episode number 12. So um, this is definitely a very unique time in our life, in our culture, in our generation, man. If you're like anybody in the United States, if you're listening in the U.S., um, and most of the people who listen are, and a few are from Ireland and U.K., but I believe we're probably all in very similar situations. We are in a global pandemic. The coronavirus, which is something that honestly I had never heard about probably six months ago, has drastically changed and impacted my life. It's crazy to think that a word that you had never even heard about could drastically change your life. You know, I'd heard the term cancer, heart disease, diabetes, being rich, being poor, all those are terms that we're very familiar with in modern day life. And if you told me that one day any of those things would impact my life, I would be sad, but I would not be completely oblivious to the term. But if you had told me a couple months ago that something named coronavirus or COVID-19 would directly impact my family, my life, um, my situation, I would be like, what? I've never heard of it. Is that, um, you know, a new job or something? And so here we are. I'm a school teacher by trade and the schools in this country, especially in this area, are shut off because we are in, I believe, week four of being quarantined in the house. And it's tough. I have two children, two school-age children who go to school. And uh, I'm a school teacher. My husband works for corporate America. And so this has drastically impacted our entire life. And so I'm going to tell you the blessing in all of this, though, is really been spending time with my children. I mean, I know my kids and I, I would like to think I know my kids pretty well, but there are definitely aspects to their personality, aspects to their growth that we miss sometimes in life because they're involved in dance. They're involved in activities. You know, my husband and I work full time, have part time side hustles, as we call them here. And so life can happen and life can get a little quick and fast paced and sometimes we miss things. And so this has required us all to stop, to sit still, to stay home, to um, hang out and honestly to get to learn each other a little bit better. And so this podcast is solely dedicated to praying over your children. Listen, I am a believer. I am a firm believer in the word of God. I know that there is no other truth than the truth that comes from the word. And for me, I went on a personal journey almost 20, oh, a little over 20 years ago where I found Christ or really he found me and he was patient with me. And this has been a journey and a process. So I know about, and I'm not knocking, but I know about several other religions because I studied them because I was seeking truth. And so when I kept stumbling upon Jesus and kept coming back to his truth and kept having his word penetrate my heart, I knew that I was running from the very thing that was real. And I had very, very little um, hope and probably even less faith, but some kind of way he saved me. And so, but in this season, All that is great and dandy. And, you know, I'd like to think I pray over my kids, but I'm learning to specifically pray over my kids. And so I'm just going to share a couple of ways of what I've been able to do. So I've been intentionally fasting. Now, I know sometimes as any faith, you know, I know in the Islamic faith, you fast because it's a requirement. In the Christian faith, it's never a requirement as far as you have to faith. You have to fast to be a believer. But Jesus did say that um, some things are only come through prayer and fasting, you know, and he did say in another scripture and when you fast. So he was really giving us a nudge that if you want to change, if you want to break through, if you want to know me better or hear intimate details from me, then fasting is required. And so during this quarantine, I've begun to intentionally fast for the sole reason of knowing my kids. 
not just knowing my kids, but knowing them intimately, knowing some of the things that they might battle with, knowing some of the spiritual battles that they face that they won't even speak about or that maybe they have not encountered yet. That was my sole purpose for really embarking on some of my fasts. So step one to really praying for your kids is taking time out to intentionally fast for them. They are going through things that they won't ever tell you about. And once your kids reach the teenage years, they become less likely to share with you because sometimes they don't want to tell you the thoughts that they have or the insecurities that they have or some of the temptations that they have because they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want their parents to look at them differently or they don't want us to be like, you're too old to fall for that, you know, which we do as parents sometimes. And so that's the first thing was I fasted to have a a better understanding of them, a better understanding of what they deal with. Um, And so in that, my prayers started to shift. My prayers started to change because I don't want to be a, you know, like a a mom that's like, I want to be, I don't want to be their friend because I'm their mother, but I want to be a loving, gracious mother. I want to extend grace to them the same way that God extends grace to us daily. The next thing I started doing was I started talking about the Bible in everyday terms. My husband always says I'm a storyteller. Uh, I definitely am a music teacher by trade, but I've been in a lot of theater and things like that. So I started making it more, I'm trying to make it more of a story as opposed to a history class lesson because the Bible is very easy to come alive. It's really just a, a bunch of stories told about how people have messed up, how God has extended grace, and then how people got it right. And even if they didn't, God came and saved us and swooped down to save the day. But inside that big story are a lot of little personal stories, you know. And when you can explain to your kids that people have been lying, cheating, stealing, cussing, doing wrong for years, and then show them the turnaround of it. And then sometimes I sprinkle my own life stories in there. Um, it makes it much more believable and it makes Jesus not seem so far off. And the whole purpose is that we want our kids to be comfortable talking to God and comfortable hearing from God. And so that's the second thing I'm doing as I pray over them is that they have a real relationship, a real understanding, and not just that thou art and thou may be. The next thing I'm doing is really in, in my prayer life is really trying to make sure that they memorize the key scriptures. You know, in our routine, I've always been one for affirmations, speaking over. But sometimes you can speak those things, but not understand those things. I want my babies to understand the word of God, to understand the revelations, to understand those things. And so in my prayer, I'm praying that the word of God really sits with them. When I'm not around, when their father's not around, when when no wise counsel is physically around, the wise counsel is in their spirit. The next thing I'm praying for for them, because we have girls, is that they have high self-esteem. Let me tell you, social media can destroy your kids because social media is fake. Everybody is living a perfect life. Everybody has the best outfit. Everybody has tons of money. Everybody has friends. And in real life, sometimes when our kids come back to their reality, their reality doesn't look like social media. When in fact, the people on social media don't really look like social media, but they're kids. They don't know it. So... I'm praying that my kids um, can have self-esteem, can have high self-esteem. Also can have common sense. You might think that's funny, but I feel like social media takes away common sense. They got all these challenges that are dumb, okay? Um, And they don't have anybody to tell them all the time they're dumb. And we didn't have that. We, We had to be around people to see them do dumb stuff. But now you can do something dumb, ultimately hurt yourself, die, have some catastrophic event, but if it's on social media, somebody's going to do it. I recently saw 
something where kids were, I think, um, was it like whipped cream in their mouth and then put the a lighter, and which is flammable, and their faces were on fire. And people were videotaping this and laughing because they did not have severe burns. Okay, dumb. So we need to pray for stuff like that. We need to pray for high self-esteem, that they won't do things like that to attract attention. And for girls, that they don't do things to attract boys to them just so they can get attention. And so I am intentionally praying over my kids. I encourage you to intentionally pray over your kids. Don't just say the same, God bless my babies to be safe today, keep them covered. Yeah, we get into that routine. But what is it specifically about your children that you need to lift up? Um, God gave us some things, even for the future, for our kids to pray for, things to be mindful of. I was telling my daughter some things that God revealed to me that she should be aware of, that she should, um, you know, just be able to see because like I said, we won't always be with them, but we want them to know how to see things. We want our kids to understand the power of fasting. In this season, take time and really specifically pray over your kids. God blessed us all who were parents with the ability to be parents. And that is whether you birthed your children, whether you adopted your children, whether you are a foster parent, if you are an active um, God parent, you play that role. And God blessed you with that gift. There are so many people who would love to be in your situation, who would love to have children, grandchildren, Godchildren, foster children that they care for. It's a tough assignment, okay? But you find a way to be grateful in the midst of it. Even if your children are at a place where they're saying, I don't like you, you're dumb, I don't want to deal with you. You find love in that because think about how many times we say those same things or we act that same way to God and every day he wakes us up with a chance to start over again. So I pray that you extend grace to your babies. I pray that you learn them. I pray that we learn new ways to parent. I'll tell you something that I'm doing because we have girls and we are in here. Uh, we're in our house just about all day. We get outside. We try to go riding, go walking. But for the most part, we're together. And so we have an 8 and a 15 year old who are doing school together, life together, says together everything together and they're starting to also find ways to annoy each other and so yesterday after both of them come in to me saying mommy this one said this or mom this one said this I'm like you know what I remember everything you said and today at the end of the day you're gonna have to write an apology to your sister for everything you did or said that was wrong Oh, right there, that got them. Because they don't want to do that. Because that's going to be a long apology. And it's a lot to cover. But it also helps to show love. Because remember, even in this, the enemy is still working. So he's going to try to cause division in your house. Division in your marriage. Division in your kids. Division in everything. So I figured this is a way for them to understand that they love each other. Because when they look at this silly list and see what they told on each other about or what they did to each other, they're going to realize it's silly. And guess what? They're going to write them next to each other. So you're doing all this and you're going to have to write an apology sitting next to the person that you wronged or that you have to apologize to. And then you're going to have to read it to them. So all of this is unnecessary. So we're all going to learn how to get along and navigate in this season better. But your kids are one of your greatest blessings next year to salvation and your spouse. They are some of the very reasons I believe that God crafted us was to be parents if we are parents. Never take it for granted. This is a job assignment that is yours for the rest of your natural life. You are never done being a parent, even when your children are grown or almost grown. So take this as a blessing. Pray over your babies daily. Speak life into them daily. Speak into their future. Pray over their future spouses. Pray over their future endeavors, their future businesses, their dreams, their gifts, and know that this is a part of your assignment. And to the moms out there, I know it's tough. 
We wear so many hats. I encourage you, if you have not done lately, to read Proverbs 31 from 10th chapter on. It is a very tough assignment, but it's worthwhile. It's worth it. And God gifted you for this. You got this. Hang in there, sis. Hang in there, mom. It's yours for the asking, yours for the taking. Show your babies how to be entrepreneurs, how to be businessmen, uh, businesswomen, and um, and just how to conquer life. God has not forgotten us. I pray that you are safe, that you are inside, that you're finding ways to be creative, that you're spending more time with Christ, and that you're grateful in all of this. If you are severely impacted by this financially, I pray that the blessings of God shower over your house, that you never forget that He is the source. Your job is just a resource and I pray that you have an overflow of blessings in this season that all of your needs are met all of your bills are paid and that you and your family are blessed you have a great one as we're figuring out the 40s bye-bye